Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Divine. Hi, Hi petty, bitches. petty bitches. We this... are back. Oh, are we back? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're definitely back. We're back and we're in lockdown we're again. We're back and we're in lockdown. Can you actually believe it? Uh, yeah, I can. I can. I, but actually, I, I don't want to believe it, but I can believe it. I actually used my oven again yesterday. Like, it had been a while, but like... Your easy bought, bake? My easy bake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not a big fan of cooking, so like, I do enjoy a little nibble with the ladies in the restaurant. I was going to say, you're not a fan of cooking, but a fan of eating. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're like, what? We're 60 seconds in and you're being offensive already? Get in the bin, Davina. Sorry, lockdown is getting to me already. Sure it is. It's <laughs> lockdown, lockdown for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm cooking again. What are you doing that you were doing in lockdown that you've returned to? Um, well, it only kind of it kind of happened like just since the weekend. So I'm, I've kind of come to peace with it now. So I was livid last are week. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I actually Twitter have. has been on fire. I know that was that was before that was like Friday, Saturday. I was like on like the edge i was literally on the brink because i knew that was coming all week i knew they were just like lubing us up all week just to fuck us right in the arse on friday mm. and shut everything down and i'm not even getting into the like the heebie-jeebies of it all because it's nobody needs to be fucking listening to this again we all know how we feel about it it's ridiculous but yeah. here we are we just have to get through it and we're here for some light relief yeah so and what i'm definitely not here for is i don't care if y'all think i'm not speaking sense about being annoyed about lockdown happening mm. again and restaurants closing that is my opinion do i want to hear other facts that is my opinion <laughs> do i want to hear other facts no i do not so i appreciate some nice sentiments that were like yeah but this is why restaurants are closed but i don't give a fuck like open no, the and bars. if I hear one more person saying, "Oh, but I have a relative that works in the front line," I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your relative that works in the front line. Like, I'm grateful for them, of course, yeah. but like, it's just a shit show for everybody. It's like affects everybody across the board, and I know 
that we need to be looking after each other. And I know all that, you know, that's factual stuff that everybody knows, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it any less easy. The fact that businesses might not reopen, you know, people are really fucked over. Yeah, no, it's just absolutely. Not, it's just a shit show. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Another thing that's really annoying, and we won't go on about lockdown, is my sister had a baby actually, um, like eight or nine days ago. And because of all this COVID crap, like she's obviously very cautious about, you know, looking after a brand newborn. And it also means I can't hold the baby. I want to sniff the baby. Oh. I want that newborn smell. I want to give it a little cuddle. His name is Ollie, by the way. I shouldn't call it it. <laughs> Spot the gay man. I'll call it, it it. <laughs> But yeah, it's really sad. Like, and I totally understand why. But I'm like, oh, this can can COVID just like absolutely add anything else onto the list? Ah, uh, well, I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> it's my first time being an uncle, though. Like, you're an oh. old hand at this anti game, but like, uh, it's my first time. Yeah, well, it's really not all it's cracked up to be. It's actually <laughs> dreadful. Like, so get over it. <laughs> um, awful i couldn't think it's like getting cold at christmas yeah you know the one thing me and my sister were were like very curious to know was which side of the family um the nose would come from and oh. uh so the baby came out and it didn't get i won't have noses for like years oh the really just, like, so yeah, like just have two holes in the face it could be still a surprise yeah it's like they don't have any like cartilage in their face it's just like two fucking eyes and two holes in the nose and then mouth that just never fucking shows up crying you are <laughs> so gas i cannot cope <laughs> congratulations anyway to your sister <laughs> thank you Davina. thank you i'll pass on those really warm wishes um and now a message for the child <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to positive things that we're excited about steps yes. have made another yes. comeback Oh, but you know, it's like bittersweet because the first, their, their single's amazing. amazing. They're not coming to Dublin. Well, actually, I I, nobody's fucking coming to Dublin right now. <laughs> but I know uh, they're they're not on the list. And I was kind of surprised at that. I was because they sold it the last time. But what I'm kind of mm. guessing is, you know the way everything's just getting rescheduled at the moment? I would yeah. say it is so... Like, Dublin has absolutely fuck all venues. It's really hard to put stuff on in it. Yeah. Um, I would say there was no dates available. Do you think that they might add something in I'm later hoping. on? I'm hoping. I'm hoping think? it would be amazing. Like that last concert we went to it. How amazing was it? Well, it was actually, I think I was really hungover at it. But I think it was a Monday night. But I remember like having the time of my life. And, you know, there was like, like a lot of other gays, like at, like our age that were there, yeah. that were having a ball. And do you ball. Know, see those people come out like for once a year was just fab. Yeah. And it was all actually like, because it was a very like loads of girlos, right? It was well, but really mm. the fun girlos, if that makes sense. The ones who really enjoyed the pop movement and were out celebrating. I had an absolute ball and I even enjoyed Lisa Scottley. Oh, I love Lisa Scott Lee. She always reminds me of that old queen that used to be worse used to work with Misdemeanor. Who? <laughs> Misdemeanor. Oh, that, she reminds you of Misdemeanor. Yeah, she's very Misdemeanor. She's like, oh, I'm going to give up show business if I don't get to number one. Oh, I buy Misdemeanor. <laughs> I thought you meant that neither of them could carry off a fringe, but okay. Oh, that too. Uh, and also, uh, Venga Boys, of course, supported them last time. And this time, Sophie Ellis Bexter is supporting them, yeah, which she's... I would have loved to see. I that know, I know. Really she, good. I think I'm going to go up to see them in Belfast for sure, like 100%. But Sophie's got a brand new single. Did you hear what it is? Um, I think I heard a clip of it last time. What's the song again? I can't remember. Um, she's covered. So uh, like during lockdown, she was doing all these like kitchen discos. Mm. Like, gas, the same as us. She's no different. Yeah. Sophie, you, me, we're all one of the same. We're all doing little shows in our sitting rooms. So uh, she did loads of covers of like her favourite disco bops. Yeah. And she's after releasing uh, Crying at the Discotheque by Oh, Alcazar. yes, I did. That's the song. Yeah, I heard. I saw a clip of it last night on Twitter. It's actually, it sounds 
great with her singing it actually really so. great she's Sophie doing Alice a whole Baxter. album of them as well so like I'm she actually should, yeah. looking forward to that speaking of comebacks though another mm. rumoured comeback is that S Club all seven of them are coming back oh. together to do a comeback and I'm going to well. be honest couldn't give a bollocks Really? Um, I only watched a clip there. They reformed a couple of years ago for Children in Need. Mm-hmm. And it's on YouTube. It's kind of hilarious. Um, and oh, I saw that. Was, Someone just sent that to me. Yeah, I watched that only recently. It terrible. Was, like, and suggested. It wasn't terrible. But like, I think they, there was something like, I know we love like a good manufacturer pop band, but there was something very like, I don't know. They, there was no gel in between them or something. No. There was no chemistry. No. So I think that was a little bit, I don't know. I'm not a massive Escal fan, but I do like some of their songs. I wouldn't go to a concert. No, me neither. Like, I like to be honest, my biggest memory of Escal is that Annie Balls used to perform like all of their music and yeah. lip sync all of the different parts at the oh, same time. Oh, I love time. that. That's a that's a pet hate. Now I love when drag queens do the fucking five voices of yeah. the band, you especially know, when person, some of them are five boys. voices. You know, some boy voices, some girl vocals, the lot. Um, I'm not here for that, though. I won't be going to see S Club. Definitely not. And do you remember we tried to book Rachel Stevens yes. before? Yes. And she quoted us like a crazy amount of money. And I was like, what is she on? She's smoking crack over there in London. Like, <laughs> who's paying her that money? But then I went on to, I've been a little bit obsessed with her lately. Because I'm like, what is she doing with her life? Like, where is she? Yeah. So I've been looking at her Instagram. You need to go and have a look at Rachel Stevens' Instagram. She's like this yummy mummy kind of blogger. Everything is beige and white. And she likes espadrilles and she likes coffee and she wears like three quarter lengths and she sits. She's kind of like Malahide Woman. Okay. Like James Patrice Malahide Woman. Except not fun. Not fun fun at all. Yeah. That's the irony of Malahide Woman is that Malahide Woman is not fun. Oh my God. Well, you know what? I hate when like you know these like kind of interesting people lose themselves to now i am the character of the mother if that makes sense like jerry hallowell do you know what I mean? she's just totally lost yeah. everything about who she was Bland spice Bland like spice. the irony of like being a spice girl and being like beige spice like yeah. how and she was like an icon of mine i loved her she was like one of the main reasons i started drag i was like i loved that ginger spice look yeah and i know she's she was always the kind of person that she was always saying for years I know I don't want to be like 50 dancing around a pair of hot pants. I'm like, you don't have to wear a pair of hot pants, but why are you talking in that really fake posh accent? Mm. And I think her husband's a bit of a douchebag as well. I think he's part of the reason why she's trying to be this lady of the manor kind of Probably, vibe. Probably, yeah. Or else it's I hanging around this... with Jess Glynn on tour. That could be it too. Well, they didn't even have, she was, she was more hanging out with Mel B, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they were, just saying. Oh, God. Take from that what you will. Your other favourite Spice of, Girls. Speaking of reforms and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So, um, so I was having, I was having lunch with a friend of mine there last week and we were talking about, um, old bands and things like that. And we were talking about Hearsay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Hearsay? yeah. yeah. And we were talking about how, uh, this is actually, I don't know like what we'll have to beep out through this, but I, I remember um, that he was offered free tickets to their gig when they came here, I think it was like 2001. Okay. And to get the free tickets, he had to go and meet um, meet somebody who worked for them, a part of their team, and they were uh, they were staying in the Westbury Hotel. Oh, and he went off to Yeah, it went off to get the tickets, and he was like, there you go, there's the wristbands, tickets, blah, blah, blah. And then in exchange for that, he's like, well, you know what you're going to have to do for me? Mm. For those tickets. <laughs> and my friend was like, huh? what? <laughs> yeah. And, like, my friend was 17 at the time. Oh. Yeah. So it was very risque. And, 
Yeah, so my friend basically had to... <laughs> and, well, hold on, so the friend did do it, obviously. He, di- he did, yeah. He, had he, he heard Hearsay's music before? Oh, well, you know, Hearsay were very... Hearsay were the biggest selling uh, band at the time in the UK. Ah, uh, yeah, like, but now, I don't know what this person looked like that they went to the hotel with, but I wasn't doing that for no Hearsay tickets. Well, it was none, none of the band members, it was some part of the team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I laughed out loud um, because... They, the person had met Hearsay mm. in the meantime and they were just sitting in the room eating McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was all going off side stage, which is like kind of creepy, but like mental. And I'm like, did you do it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did it. He's like, I wanted the tickets. Like, there was no victim <laughs> mentality here. It was like, I did it. I got the tickets. Oh my God. Gamey bird. Gamey bird. The Westbury just set me off with a little memory of our own um, that someone we booked along the way wanted to be booked into the Westbury for... Um, the weekend while we had them over something that me and Tamina did and uh me uh, being no. me being <laughs> business barbie said um i will uh give you the budget i have alex uh, allocated for a hotel that night which was about probably 100 euros towards your room in the westbury if you'd like to and you can go ahead and book that if you'd like and uh, yeah not a hope like it was like i think it was like 400 euros or yeah. 500 euros a night yeah and like and they wanted two nights yeah they wanted so like, to steal no. the sweaty titty money out of our bras and stay in the uh, Westbury. Well, I told them straight, no way. Uh, and they didn't stay there in the end. They did take the hotel that we had booked instead. I also had another friend now that I'm thinking of it that used to follow around all the boy bands. Oh, yeah. And she was always telling me back in the day that she was always getting getting down. Like, she was like a proper groupie, but she was always getting off with these like UK boy bands when they'd come over. Mm. And I always just thought she was kind of full of shit. But turns out, she was actually obliging. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but mental, I don't think I'd like, I don't think I'd ever be that much of a fan the way I'd go that far, would you? Well, I'm going to spill something real cringe that I did mm. when I was like 17. I fancied the pants off Robbie Williams. Jesus, I thought there was nobody like Well, him. he did have a moment then. He that did. That was around the hearsay Rock DJ moment. Yeah, it would have been around then. And uh, at the weekends, I was doing not great in, I don't remember what subject. Mentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what subject it was for my leaving, but I was doing not great. And I had weekend grinds in the institute for one subject. I can't remember what it was was but I remember one week skipping off the grinds and being like yeah whatever I'm not going to them because I found out Robbie Williams was staying in the Marion Hotel mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I went around to the Marion Hotel and there was like a couple of girls just hanging there trying to probably get a one glimpse of my friends of them. <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> well we spent all day out in the freezing cold waiting on Robbie Williams to potentially walk by he never came out we never saw him but that was me I was one of those stalkers at that oh, time oh my God, I actually suits you to be honest. But I Shut think <laughs> you're definitely someone to be outside in the cold for sure. <laughs> and where are you toasting your little picky toes inside? Yeah, I'm up in the room. <laughs> I'm up in the suite. <laughs> um, so we didn't meet him. I was kind of gutted, but now I'm like gas. Can't yeah, like as if he, he wouldn't give a shit now at all. Like not at all. But I do love those kind of cringy stories, like. They're, like some of them just when he was telling me that the other day I was howling because I had just been watching like I, I keep getting these kind of like throwback clips yeah um, and it was all about like the first pop stars and pop idol and all these kind of gas auditions from like back in the day mm-hmm. so it's nice to just kind of relive them but just like how awful it was oh, awful. Like, we thought it was brilliant at the time terrible but, like, TV like just hasn't terrible. aged very well at hasn't all. aged very well but also made it like the cringe bits make it almost iconic in a weird way and I kind of fell into a bit of a Kim Marsh hole with uh, 
with the hearsay thing. And yeah. you know she left hearsay. She didn't even tell the band. She just left. She told the news of the world. And she just <laughs> left. She left because she thought that one of the people in the band had told a story on her. So she just decided, right, I'm off. So she didn't even tell them. She's like, did an expose with the news of the world. And that was it. Kim Marshall was done. Well, to be fair, they were flopping as well. Like, they yeah, literally they started bombing. so high and then gone. Plus, I bet you the news of the world were like, here's a bit of cash, Kim. Do you want it? And she was like, of course. Yeah, gives that. And then I forgot. Do you remember she used to go out with your man who was in East End? Mm. I don't know which one, but I remember him being a ride. Who was it? He was real like cutesy pie. Like his name was uh, Jamie Mitchell, and he was like yes, the blonde <gasps> oh, curtains. Do you not a ride, but yeah, like he just... wasn't a ride really, but he was a bit of a clean heart job kind of at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Who actually, ironically, in EastEnders, he was married or something to Sonia Jackson, <laughs> which is just like sorry, <laughs> trumpet. Yeah, play your trumpet, Sonia. Just oh. doing this now. <laughs> I love those memes. Um, <laughs> speaking of EastEnders. Yes, what? Oh my God. So I don't watch EastEnders anymore. I like, haven't watched it in years. Like, like I, I kind of dip in and out. Like if it's on TV, I'd be walking. I kind of know what's going on. Because sometimes like just be on in the house. Yeah. And I was walking through the room the other day and, and it was on. And I kind of could hear like a bit of um, drama like happening. You could hear the voices being elevated. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? So I kind of just stopped yeah. to have a little nose. Yeah. And apparently there's been like this big domestic violence storyline going on in EastEnders for like a, a good over a year, I think. And there's this couple in it, like really gorgeous couple. Okay. A uh, boy and a girl. And she's stunning and he is stunning. And they look like the happy family, but apparently he's been like knocking around on the sly, but nobody knows. And this was going on for months. And they had an argument and she told him he was disgusting because he was a wife beater and she, the best thing she could do was leave him. She kind of stood up to him for the first time ever. Uh-huh. And he just pushed her. Like it was like split second. I was so shocked. It was so graphic for senders. She fell onto the dishwasher. Yeah. And she impaled herself. <gasps> like on the, I was, she, I honestly, like I literally, I had that reaction. I went, <gasps> I put my hands, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Because oh it was God. like early enough and it was really graphic and it was just making me think about how awful it must have been through lockdown for people oh God. Yeah. in those situations yeah. that are like I have so been thinking about like, that a lot. That yeah. and, and and LGBTQ people mm. who have been stuck in homes that like they don't feel like they can be themselves or they're not yeah. accepted. Awful. Like it's awful. Like and to to be stuck with someone like that though, I think that's really abusive mm. and like really evil. You know that kind evil. of way. Like for, with no way out. Like that they yeah. said that. Um, I was kind of looking at statistics and stuff like that. They were saying that a lot of the women's aid um, calls have gone down and stuff because they can't, they haven't got time to call um, because they're constantly being watched. Oh which my is God. fucking heartbreaking. But the yeah. guy who, the, the girl ended up dying. She died, like she's left EastEnders now, but it was just like a kind of poignant storyline. Yeah. Um, but the guy. I'm glad she's out of that though. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's a story. A uh, he's an ambassador now for like women's aid and event. He's kind of doing a lot of work, but he oh, fair is. Playing. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of. I know they're kind of trying to get out there, but it it does make you think, and yeah, it's a uh, very shocking, really. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they had little Mo and Trev, Trevor. Do you remember? And yeah. the Iron in the end, she got him in the end. Like, do you remember mm. that moment when the Iron you, came out? I was oh, like, of course, got him. I did feel very torn, I have to say, because, you know, obviously it was acting. Yeah. And they're both gorgeous actors, like, the mm. both of them. And he's, he was like, <laughs> I was like, he's gorgeous, <laughs> like. So I felt very torn. I was like, he's a pig, but he's, but he's very handsome. So I followed him online. I followed her as well. Just, oh my God, I do. <laughs> just en- to balance the scales. I do enjoy yeah. catching you when you uh, followed a new hottie. Yeah. 
So check him out. Check about, her out. Well. They're both fabulous, but she's, she won't be back now, unfortunately. Um, come here, just when you mentioned cringe earlier, it's been mm-hmm. rotting me all week. It's not one of my rotters. But if I see one more person doing that wet ass pussy dance oh, on God. the internet, <laughs> doing it terribly as well. Like, stop doing it. Just stop. I think that's part of the thing, though, isn't it? It's if, like, doing it crap, is that not part of the oh, gag? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm not a TikToker. I don't like this new TikTok era. It's not for me. So maybe I'm missing the thing. But, like... There's a lot of people I know that wouldn't really be into TikTok that have kind of fallen down the TikTok hole. Like, they literally would be on it for, like, about an hour. And then they were like, where did that hour go? It's, Ugh. like, very addictive. A lot of boring people on it, though, like, just trying to get TikTok famous. I don't think I can take any more social media apps. No. It's hard enough to stretch as it is already. Okay, Tavina, freshly, just an hour ago, I watched Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm up to date on New York. I'm up to date on Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. It's been a wild ride for Real Housewives fans in the last week. It has. And like we're, as we said, we're stalwarts at this, like, um, this housewife game. So I know some of you are kind of coming to the table now. Mm -hmm. But if you are not into housewives and you like a bit of drama, you need to get onto, um, like Hey You or something. I know Hey You do a 30-day free trial and they're all up there. Yeah. So you could have a little trial and see which city suits you best. Yeah. But there is just drama galore. They're like the new age soap operas. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So much juiciness happened this week. I mean, firstly, Denise says she's not coming back to Beverly Hills. Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm disappointed about, even though she wasn't great this season. And I think she got away with a lot of it because she is a working actress. Hate this coming in, leaving, running off. Like, I want words to be said and it all out on the table. So she's And I going. like that Denise is like a movie star and she's like in Beverly Hills. Like some, right. of these, some of these housewives are just rich bitches. Yeah. Like, I like when they have a little bit of talent behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also with Beverly Hills, everyone is coming for Teddy Mellencamp. And this is the most interesting thing to happen to Teddy this season. Her diet, which apparently is encouraging abnormal eating. I saw that, yeah. I just read, literally before we start recording this, I just read that there's a, one of the blogs are talking that she's up on the chopping block not to come back Good. so fingers crossed so Good. say a novena hop off with your iceberg lattice for lunch like no thank you yeah. and a hike in and the a hills. hike but juicier than <laughs> all that take a hike take a hike Teddy <laughs> juicier than all that was Potomac did you finish it? I did I watched it so just to give you a little bit of backstory for Potomac so Potomac is just outside Washington DC and there's been this ongoing storyline which obviously like we relate to a lot because there's one of the wives has this kind of older husband mm-hmm. who keeps getting like dogged with these kind of gay rumors. Yeah. And he's constantly being caught on camera, slapping people's asses, saying that he'd suck a dick, doing all these mad things and then denying it, but then getting caught doing it. <laughs> so it's fascinating because it's just like this shit show unfolding in front of our eyes. So I find that very juicy because yeah. it's like they're saying one thing, but then he keeps like, you know, in reality TV show when they're filming. Yeah, he keeps breaking the fourth wall and kind of going, "Can we cut now? Can we cut yeah. now?" And it's just like that's the shit you want to see. I love when they do that because you know they're really stressed. Like they're yeah, like, it, "That's dead. the reality TV that you want." You don't want any of this kind of like, you know, "Oh, did you get that shot?" No, you want to be like, "Can we stop? Stop yeah. filming? Yeah. Stop!" Yeah, <laughs> and and I really felt today. Ashley is her name. She called out her husband uh, because they were away for the weekend on a girls' trip, and uh, he went home with a lady who snapped a picture of him in his boxer shorts in the hotel room. It was all out in all the blogs and she was calling him out there and then. And I really felt that they had had somewhat of a conversation before, but it was Mm. fairly 
real. Like it really was yeah. real. And he was his eyes were bloodshot. He clearly yeah, like he was constantly just gonna cry, didn't he? Yeah. He he hadn't slept, I don't think. I don't think. And he looks wretched. He's a horrible pig, actually. Oh, like pig. He's, he's such a like he's just a sleazy Yeah. He, like he's just not a good person. I feel that she can't really leave that relationship for some reason. Like either she walks away with like, you know, fifty quid and a few drinks and she's like trying it's to money. hold in she's, there. She's not as she's not stupid though. She knows that she needs to kind of stick around for the money. But you, you all do need to watch it. It's very dramatic, very yeah. juicy. You yeah. can even watch the reunions if you ever want to watch a Housewives. Just watch the reunions yeah. and then hop onto the new season. Yeah, that's my pro Housewife tip. And I won't say what happened at the end of this one, but or who it was, but somebody pulls one of the other girl's hair. Drag me, Monique! <laughs> pulls one of the hair. And I was like, I was trying to think when I saw that, I was like, have I ever pulled another, like, drag's hair? And I was like, only in a joke way, like, I pulled off Bunny's hair once, but, like, not in an angry way, like we were on stage. Have you ever, like, pulled someone's wig on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you have. You clearly have. No, but uh, I did witness one time uh, I think I remember. <laughs> I did witness one time that um, one queen had the wig was kind of like slipping back on yeah. her head. Yeah. And I did witness another queen who shall remain na- remain nameless give her a really tight hug around her neck <laughs> so that you could pull on the back of the nape of the head oh and the wig God. did come off. Okay, so, that's not the story I was thinking of. So no, I, I know the story. other one that you're talking about. You need anyway, to tell me that story. <laughs> I'll tell you that one, yeah. So, so I, I've never pulled, I wouldn't pull someone's hair, but... Um, no, it's really vicious. It would hurt yeah. a lot, like, really hurt. Now, I love you... in one of the, uh, one of the, um, Housewives of Atlanta, one of the girls yeah. always wears wig, and she's actually called Wig. <laughs> yeah. And one of the Housewives just pulled her wig, and she was like, you pulled, you bitch, you tried to pull my wig off. And she's like, I just tugged. I just, I just, I just gave you a little shift. <laughs> she's like, it was crooked. <laughs> <laughs> it was crooked. <laughs> back in the day when I was doing like gigs in some straight clubs that I never felt 100% safe I do remember mm-hmm. because you know you're afraid that your wig's going to be snatched off and it was before yeah. I used to glue the these bad boys down properly and uh, when I was walking through the crowd I used to have this trick where I'd get one of the curls and I'd start yeah, running, I remember, like, running my finger no I just run my finger through it constantly so it's twirling my hair just in case someone went to snatch it I could grab it back at the same time but you know a better story than that tell the story who was it about Phyllis Oh, Phyllis, yeah, so for those of you, the uh, gay icon queen legend Phyllis, who's constantly on the scene, she uh, she just walked the streets, let's just say, like, mm. you know, lived life, yeah. and she wears these mountains of hair on her head, so, yeah. it, like, the more hair there is, obviously, the kind of easier it will be to tumble, mm. but she t- she has a shoelace that she ties to the back of her bra, and then she ties to the under, under like, carriage of her wig, yeah. so that even if someone pulled it off, yeah. it's it's hanging um, it ain't going anywhere. No. Yeah, no. Like, I just thought that was genius. But also, God, what has she been through to get to the stage where you're going to get your shoelace out? I remember years ago, I was coming out of a club. I remember it was like, Poor Brave for the Board used to be. And I remember I had two wigs that night. I had a stacked yeah. wig do. Yeah. And I remember kind of halfway through the night, I was like, oh God, I don't really like this stacked look. So I took one of the wigs off and I put it into my handbag. Yeah. I rolled up because it was a short wig. Not short, short, but like <laughs> short. <laughs> and I put it into my handbag. And when I was leaving, I was just about to get into a taxi. And this fella just ran out of nowhere and pulled the wig off my head. Oh, God. Do you wake me? I was like, oh, but I tell you this now. <laughs> In a heartbeat, like a blink of a lash, I opened the fucking handbag. It was a zip, a J-Lo white leather handbag. I opened it. 
whacked on another wig like i literally must have had the wig off my head for i'd say about eight seconds yeah and the new wig was on and um we got the wig back your man just kind of ran off with it up the street which was kind of gas but snatched bald yeah snatched but that bald. was like now good luck to you like my like my yours will come off before mine will bitch <laughs> don't even try it very true very true uh, I, true. we were talking about the paris hilton doc- me, uh, documentary i didn't get a chance to watch it yet have you watched it you told me to watch it i know i forgot <laughs> i forgot i, told I was you to like watch it. i'm gonna be real proud now because normally i never do what she says and i was like <laughs> oh i did watch it yeah i watched, I watched it last use? night um like it's very easy to watch Mm. I didn't hate it and I really like Paris I think as a person I actually like you know what what I don't like about those kind of documentaries is I don't like this like poor little rich girl kind yeah. of story I yeah. don't like this narrative of like you know oh poor me it's mm. you know you're a multi-millionaireess like I don't really feel sorry for you no and I understand kind of elements there's something a bit draggy about Paris Hilton yeah, well, like, I mean, she's got the same iconic look for the last decade when you think about it. Like, nothing's really changed. She's like Mariah Carey. They have mm. got their look. They've stuck to it. I mean, you, Mariah, Paris, Frozen and, and we're time, all just kind of known as just, like, one name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, key bag. <laughs> uh, no, but there was very... Uh, there was elements of it that I thought were very draggy, but there was one scene in it, like, um, that I thought was really, really hard to watch mm. was... She was DJing at Tomorrowland mm-hmm. and she has this new boyfriend and she's kind of trying to keep things on the down low because she doesn't want the press ruining her relationships or whatever. So she's kind of, I think she kind of tries to keep a little bit private somehow. Yeah. So this guy, I just, as soon as I clapped eyes, I just said, oh, I don't know. Bad he just news. had this weird energy and he got really drunk when they were going to Tomorrowland and he kept wanting her attention, attention, kept trying to kiss her and being like, you know, his proper snogs when she's like in a public space she's working she was kind of, yeah she was working and he just wanted attention attention and she kind of um was trying to tell him to like calm down you know she's trying to focus trying to concentrate she's just about to go on stage like yeah yeah and then he ended up uh, dropping her laptop all her music onto the ground oh like so all her set that she'd been rehearsing for like the last because she thinks she was saying that she does actually dj people think that she doesn't yeah, but she, she had aqua's barbie girl with her she had bewitched <laughs> say la vie she had spice girl spice up your life she had all the hits like what was that song you dj'd with when you did the dragon that time what, what was, was it one? it was a real blokey song like oh wonder wall or something i think it was no i know the one you're talking about okay so for anyone who doesn't know i was once and i beat the superstar dj in the front room of the dragon they wouldn't let me in the main room they wouldn't let me in the back dj room Thank God. They shoved me in the front Could have earlier. Yeah, when no one was there. And I was told that I had to play songs that nobody was playing on the other two floors. So, um, Davina came in one time and I was playing uh, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and she came That's in. It. She went, Girl, are you for real? <laughs> Fucking hideous. But yeah, so that story, that storyline was a bit nuts. So she had this big fight with him and then she had to go on stage and that's awful i think to to do something like that to somebody because she kept saying she kept saying please don't fight with me this is the biggest gig of my life this mm-hmm. is the biggest festival and he was just you could tell he was just jealous yeah and like not letting her kind of have her moment and we've all been there with people that have been like that oh you know God. like in whatever I, mean, smaller, I, could name, I could name three people yeah. straight away but obviously in smaller like scales like but you know when you have an argument like that with somebody whether it's a friend or family or whatever and you have to go and do something like that like it's it's one of the most yeah. awful things yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah i yeah. think so I, I felt really bad for her when she was going through that i thought that's like that must 
like the pressure that she must be in her head was right. been awful. But yeah, so it's a, she was kind of draggy, but she kept talking about this thing that she never talked about before. So I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Um, okay. And I was a little so bit disappointed. No, it's not worth the watch then, no? It's an easy watch. If you're bored, stick it on. You'll okay. enjoy it. Okay. And it's glitz and glamour and high living and yeah, you'll yeah. enjoy it. It's easy. Well, I just finished Nurse Ratched on Netflix. We oh, came out on Friday. Is that a binge watch vibe or is it a weekly thing? No, it's it's all eight episodes came out at the same time. And can I ask, is it like, is it American Horror Story style? Yeah, honestly, that's the bit of the letdown. It feels just like another American Horror Story that maybe they went, do you know what? Let's not call it American Horror Story. Let's call it Nurse Ratchet instead. Okay. But really good. And you know what? I love... It's worth the watch. I love Sarah Paulson. Not Me too. Only, I think everyone loves Sarah Paulson. Not only because she's a huge Real Housewives fan, but also because she's a les and she's actually kills every scene that she's in like yeah, so so good and kills a few people too definitely watch it eight episodes a uh, few rides in it. a second season i don't know it finishes that it, it's definitely open to a second season i think because sarah paulson's in it and it's ryan murphy it'll probably be a hit so they'll probably do it is it uh is it as gruesome as horror story oh there's lots of gruesomes in it yeah oh is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and do you know who's in it that you'll be into? Uh, Miranda Sharon Stone. Miranda Hobbs. No, I was more excited about Miranda Hobbs. Oh, I saw that. Um, I saw that on the... Cynthia the... Nixon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's I definitely worth it. sticking on, for sure. Yes. Um, well, that's our little catch-up, Davina, but we've loads still to come. We've got a very special guest. We have Nicola Coughlin, also known as the wee lesbian, Claire, from Derry Girls. <laughs> um, we're going to be chatting all of your horror, horrible absolutely grim uh, nightmare housemate stories yeah. and also some of our rotters of the week we'll be back in just a few right so we're back and we have been asking you online about your nightmare flatmates or flatmates from hell stories yeah and i'm sure you have lots to tell i got a few fab ones in oh. and i know a few fab ones missing so <laughs> the response was insane my inbox is jammed full of gru- mm-hmm. like juicy stories and um, i have never really lived with many people like i lived with our good friend dave for a while and that was easy peasy like you know dave he's so laid yeah. back but we did have another housemate in the apartment that we didn't know about at the time and they discovered a while after i moved out the apartment was absolutely riddled with rats like rats Ugh. everywhere they were running through the walls and we had we thought the neighbors had like a lot of dogs upstairs and that's what was running about but apparently no it was rats so that's my little gruesome the rats nest rats <laughs> nest yeah they only found out afterwards apparently they were huge i um i have had i've only actually kind of lived with drag queens i lived with um veda before Uh and i lived i lived with april showers as well i lived Uh with april for a while and i got on well with both of them most of the time yeah so there was nothing kind of hellish and like we still talk to this day so i'm guessing (laughs) it's not too bad yeah but there was just like little things like household things would always just kind of piss off like i remember april was like culprit for like putting a wash on and then, like, wash after wash, but then just leave them in the washing machine for, like, a day. And the, the mustiness of it would... Stinking. Yeah, so she just... So I would just take them out and kind of, like, put them to the side so she could organise herself. She never would. So it would. I would just get to boiling point. So I used to... She, her room was always a fucking mess. Yeah. So I would always just open her bedroom door, yeah. pick up the pile of, like, musty washing, and just fuck it into the room. On her bed. 
no just anywhere i just oh just fuck it into the room just so it'd go flying everywhere and i just closed the door and i was just like get it out of the fucking kitchen i was just like i can't be looking at that musty pile of shite oh, one more fucking minute no. so or smelling it as well no so just little things like that but overall we got on well and we would like we never really kind of me and april never really kind of fought What's the one thing? I had a few moments. Oh, really? But like nothing. Just a few, but like maybe over things like taking the bins out or, you uh-huh. know, silly things. What's the one thing, Davina, that in a housemate you just cannot tolerate? I cannot tolerate. I hate like untidiness. I hate untidiness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like someone that just like, and I don't mind, like I'm not like a, like a total clean freak, but I mean someone that is just actually like just never ever cleans or tidies up around. That drives me fucking nuts. Because you end up doing loads of extra work and then start getting resentful. Yeah. That's, that's the number one. Just drives me nuts. What drives me nuts, and this is going to sound so stupid, is people that open a press and can't close it after them. You know, they just leave it slightly open yeah. or like... drive me mad as well. Oh, that sets me off. But I'm, I think I think we would both be quite easy people to live with though, no? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm very easy going in yeah. regards to... Yeah. And yeah. Well, people that have gone through it, are you ready for some of these stories? Because uh, they're juicy. I'm going to start off with our good friend, Rusty Hinges, from oh. up north, Miss oh, Belfast God. herself. And um, She lived with a guy and he poured bleach in her fish tank. So <gasps> she threw bleach all over his clothes. Ha ha, I know, savage. But he killed my uh, goldfish. We made him leave the house. And as he packed his stuff into a taxi, we played at the top volume, Jojo, leave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, what a fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Well, I replied to her and I said, you will never be fish, tank. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I have one here. So I have one here from Lee Han uh, on Instagram. His Instagram is Mr. Gay Ireland. So he said, my flatmate wouldn't let me have any of my stuff in shared spaces. And he had terrible taste and everything in the flat was faux marble and a bunch of paintings of cats dressed as Coco Chanel. (laughs) Oh, my God. I once put a plant in the living room for 20 minutes and 20 minutes later he'd hidden it. So, you know, like little control freaks like that, that like have to have their space. Yeah, they have to have their space like that. That happens a lot as well. Oh, I hate that. Because you have to, if you're living in a, if, like, it's, if it's someone's house, it's different. Yeah. Shared space, it has to be a shared space. Uh, no, like, like, I couldn't live with a Monica full stop. Like, no way. I'm going to say Monica, it's friends in case there's oh, anyone here you know who's what, like sorry, 18. As well, what would drive me nuts? Somebody that says you can't bring people back. Oh. Somebody, some, there's a lot of them out there and you know who you are. If you're listening, you need yeah. to wise up. I hate Somebody that. that says you can't have people back tonight. You can't, like, I'm, you're not my mother. I'm paying no. rent. Yeah, exactly. I can you're do what rent. I want. Exactly. Um, okay, Brian, I had a housemate in college who was so cheap he used to eat my food and wouldn't buy toilet roll. So me being the petty bitch I am started to bring my own toilet roll in and out to the toilet to see how long it would take for him to buy some. Fast oh. forward to a few days later, still no toilet roll to be seen. But one day, I could hear a tearing noise coming from the toilet as I walked by. <laughs> I went in later. I love that a shit story. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I went in later that day and there was an A4 refill pad on the floor. <laughs> I didn't pay much attention to it. The next day I went to use the toilet and it was blocked with paper. He was too cheap to buy toilet roll. Oh he had started gosh. to use A4 paper to wipe his arse and ended up blocking the toilet roll. Sorry, the toilet. Six years later, he's now married to one of my friends. Oh my God, but it gets better. Also just remembered... um that uh, when the 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 paper came back up, there was notes on the paper, so they were his college notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. I know. What a fucking scumbag. Absolute gruesome. Let me see. <laughs> I have one here. 
Oh yeah, this is, uh, there was a couple came in kind of similar to this, which I thought was a bit weird. One night before COVID, our housemate was randomly standing in our bedroom. <laughs> just randomly standing in our bedroom uh-huh. while they were asleep. We yeah. completely freaked out, but uh, I removed him from the room. The next day, he didn't even remember. He's not a social person. Very silent, nerdy, killer Terminator type. He was going to so, kill him. He was going to kill so, him. Just walking into imagine some like that would freak me the fuck out me if somebody too. was just standing in the fucking room. Oh god, no. me too. Someone's asked me, uh, Captain Anonymous for this one, but um, oh, I he, love these ones. He did say it was really hard to pick a worse story, but the most offensive thing about the man was, um, he didn't wash his bed sheets for two years. The top side of the sheet being a different shade to the underside <laughs> one. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That is rotten. Oh, that is rotten. Let me see. Right, I have one here. Okay. So, uh, this is Marty. Marty sent this in. And mm-hmm. he said, Marty said, I lived with a girl once who sat on my work laptop. She went and got it fixed, but said nothing to me. It just cost me time. She was a real short muck savage, which I love that word. I love that word. <laughs> she was a real short muck savage that loved the lads. She'd land back with 20 lads, no warning into the house. Now, Marty sounds a little bit like... Mm, but 20 lads is a lot yeah is it uh, a lot or is it just a good time girl <laughs> i don't know she's a muck savage so i can see her in like an O'Neill kind of jersey type uh she was hammered one morning and she went to work with his laptop again and then she wouldn't answer his phone <laughs> right <laughs> so he couldn't work had to cancel meetings again and when she asked when they asked her to move out she tracked down the landlord who they had never actually met and she'd never been in touch with and they had never dealt with the landlord for three years. She tracked him down to complain to try and get them all fucked out of the house. Oh my God. <laughs> so she was a little muck savage. Petty so, yeah. bitch. Petty bitch. Okay. Lavender the Queen said, oh girl, I used to live with an older gay couple in Kimmage, maybe like eight years ago uh, when I was in college. It was clear they couldn't afford the house rent themselves, hence why they rented out a room. Very clearly their house, despite the fact we pretty much split the bills 50 50 hate that so basically she wasn't welcome even though she was paying the bills and um, oh. she asked for the key to her room when she moved in and they told me that the landlord never gave them one didn't think much of it until i'd come home some nights and my bed had clearly been messed up from someone being on it the final straw was when i came home early one day after visiting friends and family um i told them i was coming home but i came home earlier and i found them head to toe in latex or rubber gear fisting on my bed i still <laughs> can't get the image out of my head <laughs> Oh my god, why would, like, why don't you in your own bed? I know! Like, how would you be, how would you have reacted? Oh, I actually just don't know. I would have screamed. I don't know. Screamed. Oh, well, I definitely know. I would have screamed, but I was like, I probably would have, like, I think I would have hit them. with Because like, you couldn't throw, like, something on because they'd be latex, so it'd just wear off. So oh. like, you'd have to, like, hit them. Violent. Violent. Or, do you know what i do? Actually, I'd push them out into public. Yeah. That's what I do. I push them out into the, like keep shoving them till they were outside the house and leave them out there in the latex. That's what I do. <laughs> and you're quite strong, so I believe that oh, too. Oh, did you ever see me pushing? Did you ever see me pushing? I yeah. push like fucking Shira, like literally. <laughs> I've moved mountains with this shove. Oh, okay, I have I've, tons more of really good ones. Do you have yeah. more? I have some short ones here, so let okay. me see. Uh, flatmate made up fake emails, pretend to be the landlord trying to evict somebody. Oh. That's a bit fucking juicy, isn't it? Really juicy, yeah. Uh, that's from Morris sent that in. Oh. Sorry, Morris. 
Uh, let me see. Tell me some more there. I have Kira Jane. She had a rotten housemate when she was 21. He wouldn't clean anything. The rest of us explained he would have to wash his own dishes and help clean in general. He could see our point, but thought the effort was not worth it. So after that, the boy just lived on bacon sandwiches because he had his own George Foreman, which he never cleaned. And because he had no fat tray for it, he used to just use a stale, mouldy piece of bread to collect the fat. <laughs> He'd leave it there until one of us threw it out. He made shit of the toilet. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Downstairs. So we just left that as, as I won't name the person, as such and such as toilet. Basically, uh, classified as a health hazard. The mad part was... Um, to look at the guy, he looked like he just took care of his personal hygiene. But if you ever walked past his bedroom door, there was a smell of rubbish. Uh, like, and Ugh. these people still know these people as well. That's the worst part. Like, using a stale piece of bread as the fat collector, disgusting. Gross. Yeah, gross. I think everyone has had some, like, flatmate stories from hell. I think it's when you live in the shared shared environment. Like, yeah. if there's more than, like, two people living in a house. Yeah. Things can get just a little haywire. Because it's very rare that oh. people in those big communal kind of settings get on. Very yeah. rare. Three real short ones are, uh, my okay. flatmate ate my onion is one of them. We know I know person. who that is. <laughs> I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> is it who I think it is? It is exactly that. Um, my onion. <laughs> my onion. Uh, someone else said, two Malaysian girls I lived with who never switched time zone um, means that they were cooking eggs and hot dogs at fucking 5 a.m. Um, That'd sue me, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Uh, another person said, um, my flatmate came home after being at the dentist and their gums were bleeding and they used my toothbrush oh that is that is unforgivable 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 if any i can't i can't think about the shared toothbrushes makes me vomit violent absolutely violent any other juicy ones on your end i have one that um that is actually like a personal story that i know that you know also but i think we should share because it's actually just nuts okay so we had a mutual friend live Mm -hmm. with somebody before and they lived together for years and one of said flatmates had OCD. Yeah. And uh, like it was, you know, functioning OCD, like wasn't like, you know, stopping their life or whatever, but they needed everything to be, it was actually OCD, like they needed everything to be a certain way and things happened at a certain time and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So they had collected postcards and they used to put the postcards onto, like they had like built-in wardrobes in, in, um, in his room. Okay. So he would stick all his postcards, he'd collect them. You know, like, you'd be going around town and club nights had postcards and things like yes. that. He collected all these, like, little kind of arty postcards. So he'd stick them on his uh, tall wardrobe doors and they were literally covered. 
the doors, like the tree doors. And this other person that we know that lived with them used to always wind him up because he knew that, like, he'd get reaction. It was like OCD, so he'd go fucking mental. Mental. So went into the room one day and turned all the pictures upside oh down. Oh my God. And it took, like, I think 40 minutes to turn the cards upside down. That's quick. And, and then when... Uh, her OCD friend came back to the apartment. Literally, like there was murder, conniptions, <laughs> conniptions incurred. But yeah, it was. But there was an ongoing uh, battle to well, and forth between the two of them for years. That was his private space that he went in and did I that on. So I would have killed then, him. But then, if you had everything meticulously like laid out because you have a medical disorder, yeah. and then somebody comes and fuck it. Well, needless to say, there was drama. Okay, I have two short ones and then one juicy one to finish up on. Um, a short one from Rachel is my ex installed two extra loo roll holders and used to count hers by the sheet just to make sure oh there was no God. theft. Now she sent me the actual picture of the three toilet roll holders. Oh, we'll save that. We'll put that up online. And they have the names on them as well, like the actual names. That's nuts. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, the other short one was, let me see, I'll put it up here uh oh their flatmate used to walk around naked all the time she was often found starting full-blown conversations with me while naked even cooking naked uh i got a fright so many times i used to walk (laughs) into the kitchen and be faced with a bare arse (laughs) oh my god i wonder if she was frying frying stuff naked that wouldn't end well okay get ready for this one it's the last one it is from gavin now he sent me his facebook post about this it's from years ago so i presume i can share all the details one of my venezuelan housemates is the most challenging person i've ever had to deal with and she still thinks my name is gordon even though my name is gavin literally nobody's name is gordon one morning i was making scrambled eggs and cracked two eggs off the side of the bowl apparently this noise was loud enough to cause her to retreat from her own room her pajamas on and her hair as wild as the wind to tell me please make less sound another morning i was having a shower as i have been known to i spent seven minutes uh, doing so drying myself off i heard a knock on the bathroom door it was her telling me to hurry up i am in a rush she literally doesn't have a job and spends all day watching ali mcbeal so where was she in a rush to go one day she played viva forever five times in a row from her laptop whoop whoop shout out Viva forever um in an attempt to integrate my uh, i thought it was maybe a possible attempt to integrate myself with her so i said you're a fan of the spice girls then yeah and she said no they are so gay she replied haughtily <gasps> i know slammed her laptop down and went back to her room her most annoying trait is undoubtedly her tendency to sleep on the couch for absolutely no reason whatsoever each morning that she does this and i make my way um out to go to work and pass through the kitchen she shuts me and hisses i tried to sleep <laughs> well don't sleep on my couch then you low life uh, he then says i'm very proud to announce that i'm no longer cohabiting and living with this deranged venezuelan with about as much social etiquette and decorum as the cast of jeremy kyle and the only way is essex combined please consult link below for examples of her behavior she does not seem particularly upset for me to exit her life i created a whatsapp group last week with her and the other flatmate to inform them that I was leaving. She replied, okay, and then left the group chat immediately. 
<laughs> I kind of like her. <laughs> well, that's grand then, because I don't think I'm going to miss her either. I doubt I'll miss waking up each morning to the dulcet tones of her clearing her throat in the bathroom, making sounds as though she's trying to spit up a particularly large piece of chicken that has lodged in her throat. I probably won't miss being reminded to put the milk away while I'm literally still pouring it into my cereal, or being told not to drink aforementioned milk straight from the carton, bearing in mind that it is my milk, milk which does not belong to her. Realistically, I won't miss her knocking on my door at approximately 10pm on weekend nights to ask me to turn down the volume on my Netflix, because she has work tomorrow, work that she starts at midday. And most of all, I won't miss the fact that she seemed to be constantly a decade behind popular culture. Yes, Petal, I actually have heard the song Hips Don't Lie, because it came out in 2006, you absolute low life. <laughs> well, Gavin, I hope you feel cleansed. I hope your aura is clear and your chakras are back aligned. She's gone from your life and I hope you're at peace. Davina, that story was from 2014. He's holding on to it for six years. He's not That's at peace. That's why I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was our stories that you all shared with us. Thank you so much for sending them in. We will have a new topic on the next episode. So watch out. We'd love to hear from you again. Join us now. We're going to have a rudder of the week moment. Cue the jingle. Rudder of the week. On petty little things. So, rotters of the week, what has been rotting you this week, my love? I don't know if I should say this or not, because I got a bit of shtick for my last rotter of the week, which was, <laughs> you know, um, gays that create Instagram accounts for their dogs and then update. Yes, I do that. remember. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a bit nervous to say this one, but I'm going to start off. I have two. And the first one, I'm not coming for you, Dolly Grip, because Dolly, in the prime of her life, decided this week she was finally, after almost a year of us recording a podcast, going to listen to our podcast. So, she tagged us in that and heard me say something that she wasn't too impressed <laughs> so Dolly I'm not coming for you I really enjoy when you do this just not everyone else does that sound convincing Davina oh okay I think I know where you're going okay <laughs> I am sick of drag queens performing songs from the greatest showman I don't want to hear those songs anymore I can't fucking stand them let them go let them die that's it that's my main rudder of the week what's your feelings on that can I just say when you start when you start doing that, I moved right back from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> like my, and you're not even like subconsciously. I was just like, I'm gonna just step back here because I just like I just don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> no, it's not about Dolly. I really enjoy when Dolly does it and she jumps off her step, and I I'm really into it. But I don't like the Great Showman as a theme. You know when they do it on the X oh. Factor or something. I just feel like it's done. Like it's just overdone. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt like everyone at Christmas last year was doing. You know. You know when the Christmas shop yeah. theme, they were all doing the Greatest Showman. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let it go now. It was a lovely moment. It's over. But even worse than that is drag queens performing. Sorry, now someone does do this in Dublin. The covers. Of The Greatest Showman, sung by another artist. Like, oh. that's doubling down on it, like. Yeah. Um, it's 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 just one of those movies. It's like a kind of cult movie that comes out and everyone hops on it. It's like when the Gatsby thing came out. The Great yeah. Gatsby. Everyone did the Great Gatsby parties. And it's like, it's always kind of like a Christmassy New Year's theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but that there's and now like we're going to be slightly delayed because no movies have been coming out or and nothing's going on so it's like we're what totally delayed what are you trying to do now. to me what are you trying to do to me like oh and there hasn't even been drag shows in the last while but I've just been seeing them pop up on digital shows and I'm like there has been drag shows hon oh, like, you know <laughs> you what I mean there hasn't, been, there hasn't been that many like I'm still seeing them pop up on, on digital shows but anyway that's my main route of the week the other one's a very short one and I feel like I'm really coming for the animal community lovers at the moment but mm-hmm. it's not I just can't take it anymore please stop using the word doggo please stop using the word doggo just dog dog <laughs> is fine dog is great we love that oh out with the doggos no and that's it do you know what has been rotting me well it rots me all the time but this is a real pet hate of mine so you know like obviously the restaurants now are closed mm-hmm. so we can no longer can do that but you know when it's it's all about dining experiences mm-hmm. and you know if you go and you're sitting having lunch with someone and you're having it and like we'd be having juicy chats oh, you know like juicy. if you're sitting at a table yeah and they'll always place some two boros <laughs> i'll yeah. say that for you <laughs> two boros literally like opposite like i was having dinner the other day and there was like a table for two yeah. But then opposite it, obviously, because social distance, it was like a table for four. Mm-hmm. But the table of four was kind of like, you know, they like there was a bench and then two seats the other side of the table. Yeah. So two people arrived to sit at that table. But you think that they'd sit like maybe one on the bench, one on the chair. Yeah. Two of them sat on the bench staring at like our table, yeah. just staring. Yeah. And literally like, you know, we're right in front of your eyes. We're like a meter away. So you can clearly hear our conversation, what we're saying, and we're, our conversation was juicy. So we were like having a good, these two fucking bitches sat there, literally like they were plugged into the wall charging. They looked so fucking pointless, like living for our conversations, just having a good nose. Yeah. And I'm like, one thing I do like about all this COVID stuff is the social distancing so that your table can't be placed right on top of another table because I hate that. Yeah, 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 fair. I'm not a fan. I really I like... love this distancing thing. I'm really into it. Like, yeah. the, especially now all these extra boots that have been made. Like, boots used to be, like, very hard to get in a place. Mm. Now everywhere has a boot. I love a boot. Can we keep the social distancing after COVID? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so like when you get on a bus, nobody has to sit beside you. Yeah, no, I'm into that. Absolutely. Let's keep it. But I know and exactly what you mean. Like ear wiggers. Absolutely. Yeah, little I ear hate wiggers. it. Like, and they literally sit, they'd sit on your fucking lip if they could. Yeah. And then also the other thing that's a big, like, kick in the gig is that when you're sitting there eating, like, your meal, you literally, like, take two bites and you're, like, starving. Yeah. You're like, there you go. And the waiter always seems to just fucking appear, like, in a puff of smoke. How's that for you? And you're like, mm, 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 my mouth is full. Like every fucking time. And then always like, when you're sitting there and you're like, in the, you know, as the meal goes on, you're in the grips of the conversation yeah. and then it starts getting like, and then I, I said, and I don't think that's right. And then I said, next thing you just hear this goes, any desserts, guys, any desserts? And you're like, oh, they are right on time to ruin the fucking dinner. Oh, when uh, you go for lunch or dinner with Divine Vine, like, it's always, there's always juicy stories will, like, come out. But, like, the only time, person. the only time that the <laughs> conversation really stops is when the food does come. Because we're both kind of wolfers. I'm going to admit that on both of our parts. We love our grub. And when that food comes, then there'll be a bit of silence for a minute until, like, the hunger has gone away. And then the juicy stories come back. I've noticed this a couple of times because like, I've had some juicy stuff. I remember sitting down with people and I'm like, look down and the other person's finished and I've loads left and I'm like, oh God, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can always tell how well the, the dinner is going if like the other person's finished and I'm still going. Oh no. So, I'll yeah, manage to shovel and talk at the same time. 
But now, uh, now it'll probably be a while before we're back in a restaurant. Well, uh, I'm hoping after three weeks, everything bloody opens. If they don't open up everything, like wet pubs, the whole works, mm. give it to me. Because, ugh, like I can't keep up with that. I know. I'm living in hope, but I feel kind of hopeless. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, know, I know. We'll wait and see. But yeah. that, that's our rotters. That anyway. was our rotters. So uh, apologies if we offended anyone. Dolly, please do not come for me on Twitter at 4am in the morning. That would be lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's almost the end of our episode. I want to remind people that you can buy our merch. Buy our shot glasses. They live in my apartment. Um, it's my um, every fortnightly check-in with Davina to see if she's checked if any orders have come in. Have you? <laughs> Uh, I actually haven't. <laughs> I need to. I've been busy, but we also have a very special announcement. Oh, go on. What is it? We do. We have a very special announcement. So, oh yeah, we do. I forgot. We do. We have a very big special announcement. Uh, due to current situations yeah. and new restrictions and COVID nineteen and social blah, media blah, harassment blah. from people yes, who watched, we have been getting lots of requests. We have decided mutually mm-hmm. by force yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to do, do a one-off a one-off of a brand new but online, exactly the same maybe weird kind of special we're going to do a queen of captivity one-off special yeah. on october the first yes it's a one-off it's a one-off online exclusive terms yeah. and conditions apply now, we had some chats about this because I was like, oh, 1st of October, it's Halloween month, you can do a spooky theme. Now, I would love to do a little spooky thing. And Davina was like, it's the 1st of October, it's too early. And then I said a few things and kind of bullied her a bit. And I'm not sure, I not have we decided it's a Halloween themed? Well, when you say bullied me, you said it's the 1st of October, people are already doing content. And I just said, cool. <laughs> that, was, that was it. There was no bullying. I will not be doing a Halloween theme. I don't care if you want to go ahead and do it. That's fine. I don't like Christmas, Halloween, Patrick's Day. I don't like forced themes. Okay. So you knock yourself out with your witch's brooms and hats. That's fine by me. <laughs> well, watch out for later on today because this is Thursday. We're going to put up the poster for it later on this evening. Yes. Uh, we only officially decided kind of over the weekend because yeah. I know people, especially down the country, people in rural areas, I know that you've really missed the online stuff. Mm-hmm. And we enjoyed doing it to a point. It we just got, it became... It kind of took on a life of its own and we love yeah. that you got involved and did enjoy it. So the messages of people asking us to bring it back, uh, I think now is the right time. Yeah. I think people need a little bit of light relief and yeah. hopefully we can give you that. And it'll be right in the middle of our three week lockdown. So gather yeah. your mates, let's have a party. Um, me and Davina are throwback. definitely going to get a bit drunk. Slurry Mitchell over here is definitely And we'll be, be together as well. So we're going to be um, in the same place. Yes. Davina's uh, coming to mind, so. which is always daunting because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually great to welcome Davina in. It's hard to get her to leave. So that's daunting. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, so other than that, we've still been seeing your reviews coming in on Apple Podcast app. We love them. So some of you have left reviews, some of you haven't. If you haven't left a review, go on to Apple Podcasts. It does help with our charting and other people finding um, this podcast. Leave us a five-star review only. One stars are not welcome here. Uh, and pop on and we might share it on our social media. Mm-hmm. But I think that's yeah. it. Uh, thank you for everything. Thanks for all the support. You're all so the time. welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you, darling. <laughs> you give me more support than a big bra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our special guest is a huge drag fan. She is star of Derry Girls um, and an absolute sweetheart. She's been to Davina's show. She's been to my shows. She loves drag. But not only that, she has a great story of 
you know, being an actress who was really trying to make it. And then all of a sudden it just happened overnight. She loves us. We love her. And yeah. I can't wait for and you to hear. We recorded this before the first lockdown. So yes. it might actually sound like we're talking about the next lockdown, this lockdown that we're kind of in. But we're not. So it, it happened months ago. But yeah, it actually was. It, it's the lost footage. We actually lost this yeah. footage for a while. We did. And we recently found it. So we're excited that we can still bring it yeah. to you. And she's a sweetheart. So give it up for the gorgeous Nicola Coughlin. And remember, stay petty. Petty. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Okay, so now on the line, we have the lovely star of Derry Girls, Miss Nicola Coughlin is joining us live from London. Hi, Hi. Derry Girl. <laughs> How are you doing? We're really, we're really good. We want to know straight away, can we be Derry Girls as well? It's a state of mind, so of course you can be. Absolutely. And what is the state of mind, Nicola? <laughs> state of mind is just not being a crack killer. You know, oh, that you well, Victoria. <laughs> I feel like a lot of you know drag queens can accomplish that very easily. So I feel like you know you're halfway there already. Absolutely, we're very dairy girls. <laughs> <laughs> very dairy. <laughs> Come here for um, people that don't know. Like obviously, we met before because you are a massive drag fan and you used to come to all the shows yeah. in Dublin. And then we your life. Ye- it was years ago. It was like 2015. Or I thought you were going to say 20 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> it was like. In 1945, <laughs> no, so I uh, I was super into drag, and then none of my friends were as much as me. So I used to be like save my pennies and get on the bus to Dublin of a weekend and go and like I met you, Victoria. I remember I brought you that little uh, keyring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm go- I'm gonna tell you I know exactly where it is, but uh, yeah, I probably <laughs> potentially might have drunkenly <laughs> lost it. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you if you lost it. That's okay. <laughs> and come here. We only so brought yeah, you to all the glam spots. Like the glam spots of break for the border. That was completely a sweat box. Oh my god, it was crazy. There's actually a picture of me at one of the Katia gigs, like completely getting crushed by all these cute gay boys, and I was like. <laughs> That's of course how I would die. That completely makes sense. Oh my god! Please send yeah, that, me, please send it. me that photo. I want to see that photo. That's good. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah. So, You're, so Nicola, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, so have you have you been acting for long, or like, tell us a little bit yeah, about yourself? Since I was like a, a kid. Like, I I always wanted to be an actor, but I was quite like embarrassed about it in a way because like. I remember reading a very formative article by Jessica Simpson. Oh, we stand. We stand. And she was saying how she had a record deal when she was like 15, but people didn't believe her at school and like bullied her. So I was like, okay, obviously as I am the Jessica Simpson of Ireland, I better employ the same (laughs) tactic and like not tell anyone that I act outside of school because it's like, they'll think I'm lying. So did you keep it secret? Um, I kept it quite secret. Yeah, my close friends knew, but not really anyone else. But then... Um, I did a short movie called The Phantom Canuck. It was a play on a certain word. I, like, that's what I just said. I, 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 thought I, I thought I heard misheard you wrong. <laughs> I was like, did I hear yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a little play on that. I was about 14 in that. Okay. And it was a short movie and I didn't really you know, know if I'd ever even see it. But then they played it alongside Intermission. Okay. And Intermission oh, wow. was like the biggest Massive. movie that year in Ireland. So people at school were like, are you in that movie? Are you like <laughs> and also people thought, I was like 14, people thought I was like eight. Oh just been, you know, the, the, the long story of my life and everything. So I'm like 10 years old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so people were like, oh my God, I can't believe they had this child in this controversial movie. And I was like, you're like a closet movie like, star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's very glam. That's very drag, yeah, actually. So it's been a long time. Um, so my, I- first ever, my first ever job was with James Brolin. 
Oh, wow. Who is Barbara Streisand's yeah. husband. Oh, he's, oh, my God. I was like nine years old and I went to audition um, and it was to play a Northern Irish film. I did not get the part. They were like, do you want to just come in for a day and like feed swans or the clada? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. And then I only saw it like years later and it was my scene was just me feeding swans and it was come between a sex scene between Jenny Gartenberg, you know, and Josh Brolin. Oh, I'm down for that. That's my first ever that's, job. That's pretty impressive, Nicola. I'm, I'm, I'm standing that for sure. That's well, amazing. <laughs> are people really surprised when they hear your actual age, by the way, considering you play a teenager on TV? Yeah, because then people, I remember one time a journalist said to me, do they think about casting actual young people before they found you? And I was like, um, no, they just wanted, like, the best actor. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Are you all yeah, around the same age? Interesting things. Is they what, sorry? Are you all around the same age? Uh, so, Jamie Lee and I are the same age, and then the others, I, 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 am, I am the eldest, I'm the mom, the mom of the Derry girl. It must be such a compliment, <laughs> though, to, to, be, to get that part and to play, like, a teenager when, you know, you're of an age, and it's like, you, it must be very complimentary. Like, what kind of skincare do you use? I was like, <laughs> my ass during my 20s trying to, like, get jobs. And I was, like, such, like, the struggling actor. And I was like, well, this is never going to fucking happen. And then I got cast as a 16-year-old and I was, like, 29. I was like, okay. It's unbelievable. Sweet. We like this. This is that's good. That's amazing. That, yeah, it's, that's excellent. Jeez, that is not a bad complaint <laughs> to have at all. And like, I'm, no. not sure if, I'm not sure if you know this, Davina, but like, um, Dairy Girls was the most successful comedy by Channel 4 since Father Ted. Am I right in saying that? It was, so I think it was since 2004, so I think that was like, oh gosh, some Ricky Gervais thing, I can't remember what it was, but it was it's the most watched show in Northern Ireland ever on record, which is like why I kind of didn't realise it would be different filming series too, and I was like, oh, we can't like go to the shop anymore. And <laughs> was Nicola. Like, like everyone here has seen this show, oh, okay. If That's somebody, yeah. if somebody had been living under a rock and they hadn't seen Derry Girls, how would you describe the premise of the show? So I always think of it as like it's like the babysitters club were really badly behaved. Oh, okay. And it's like heavily nineties, but not in a sort of glamorized way. Like especially the stuff I have to wear. <laughs> I our costume designer Kathy Pryor. I adore her, but she's the only woman in the world I would wear those horrible ski pants for. <laughs> and I remember I hated them in series one, but they were written into the script. So I was like, I gotta wear them. Whatever, it's fine. And then for series two, I walked into the trailer one day and I was like, No, no, you're not doing this again. Please, no. They're just like baggy in all the wrong places and there's like loops for your feet, but they're just idiots. But um, yeah, so it's four girls, four Irish girls from Derry and uh, one wee English fella. And just sort of, it's just like, I, I love the script so much. Lisa McGee created it and it's about her and her friends. Like I've met the real life Derry girls. It was so it's crazy like, to meet them. Kind of coming of age kind of vibe, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's really funny. And it, like when I got the script first, if I'd never gotten the script, like that good, that fresh and that like let women be idiots in the way I hadn't really <laughs> seen before. I didn't know how, if people were going to like it. I loved it and well, I didn't know. So it's been, I've been very pleasantly surprised by the reaction. Right, because that's it. Because I remember you DM me just before the show came out. And I think you sent me like yeah. this little clip and you were like, oh girl, do you mind like posting it around? You know, we're really trying to like spread the word. And that kind of blows my mind to go from like, hey girl, will you yeah. share this on your drag page to uh, we've just blown up and Everywhere. now everyone is mm. talking about us. And Yeah, it's... I remember I was so scared because we didn't really do any promo for series one because nobody knew the hell we were. So there was no point in being like, oh, let's get the one done at the last. Right. You know, gonna have us. So I was like, shit, is anybody going to watch this show? And I think because I'd come up, you know, like struggling and doing like, you know, fringe shows for like 
you know, a couple of my friends and really trying to promote the tickets. I still had that mentality. Of course. So I was like, I need to try and get people to watch this. So I remember I said it to my hairdresser as well. I was like, will you please put it on your Instagram because it's going to be on Channel 4 tonight. I'd really like if people tuned in. And yeah, so the response just like blew me away. It was so insane. I couldn't, like, I, I think I had 800 followers on Twitter, which I thought was like, Amazing. Because I've been on Twitter for like years. But that yeah. No like, offense so to many. people out there with 800 followers. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's no shame in that game. There's nothing wrong with a good solid 800. I was very happy. But now I have like, I think 180,000. Oh my God, that's I nuts. don't even, I, I'm not good at math. So I really don't know how many people that actually is. I can't picture it. Well, I mean, that graft is very drag. Like, that is how yeah. we promote our gigs. It's Absolutely. like sending it to your hairdresser yeah. going, please come to our gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I can no, appreciate that. No, completely, like, I think I still have that like hustle mentality because like I said, during my twenties, it was just hard and nothing was happening. So I was like, I've really got to be front footed about this. And I was so like writing to all the casting directors and doing everything. And yeah, but I, I think see. that doesn't leave you. And it's good because I think then you really appreciate when you are working. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know, Nicola, I, yeah. I can't help but notice that you don't really have a dairy accent. <laughs> no. So where are you from? A, I'm from, uh, from Galway. From Galway. So it's like, I said, yeah, people, I've had people say to me really, like, disappointedly, oh, you don't even sound Irish. So I'm like, no, I'm just from Galway. It's just, like, not, it's never been very strong. I don't and know. How do you cope um, with the Derry accent? Because it is quite an accent. Oh, you like, nail it's it, a, girl. It's you a different, nail it. It's a different oh, kind of northern. It's not, like, quite Belfast. It's, like, it's a different it's kind so of northern. It's specific. It has to, like, it, you have to take your brain into such a certain place to do that dairy. And also, because it's wee Claire. I think she's very stressed character, so she's got to talk pretty fast. She's always, take, you know, trying try to figure herself out. <laughs> So it all kind That's of like so good. from the script. I was like, "Do you ever this, find when yourself that good? It does so much of your work for you." Do you ever find yourself kind of slipping sometimes when you're doing the accent, or do you? Yeah, do, when you... I'm up there filming and when I'm with like the other. So there's only two of the of the Dairy Girls who are actually from Dairy, okay. but you start saying we this and okay and all this sort of stuff. It just it just happens. It's addictive. Yeah, you can't help it. It's probably easier <laughs> if you can kind of like stay in it for as long as you can. It'll probably be more believable as well. So. I'm kind of fascinated. Well, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, go on. Oh, I'm just, I was going to say, I'm just kind of fascinated because so many people want to do what you were doing, if that makes sense. And like similar to drag, yeah. so many like young guys are coming up to us and going, you know, how do I be a drag queen? But like, you know, our opinion is if it's going to happen for you, it's actually going to happen. It's yeah. like, it's not maybe made for everyone. But in your game, yeah. like, there's even way more people that want to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it happened for you? And is there like a little magic that people don't know? Oh, gosh, I don't know. And it's a thing, like, if I, like, see, like, so many young people that want to be actors and stuff, and I get asked all the time, and I'm like, I fucking wish there was, sorry, oh, I didn't, didn't mean to swear. Yeah. <laughs> I just out. Oh, swear away, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I wish there was a magic answer that I could say, oh, it's just, I just had to do this. Like, literally at the point, I would have been coming to a lot of the drag shows in Dublin. I was working in an optician two days a week in Galway. Mm-hmm. I left London because I couldn't afford it anymore, and I was like, I'm not becoming an actor here it's not happening and then I literally saw a tweet from the old Vic theatre that they were having an open call audition and that open call I got a show from it called Jess and Joe Forever she's like this just beautiful love story and then my agent signed me off that and I got Derry off the back of that but that was like that was like a two-year process of that all happening but it was literally that tweet that kind of changed everything around but I think you've got to be really hungry for it if you want to do yeah. like a career like you or I do it's like performing but it's such a hustle people don't know it's like the amount we, yeah. of work and and like a lot of the time you, and you're you're really driving yourself to get your own work as well like I have a brilliant agent and stuff so it's not that but like going to auditions and you have to prep and 
you know, if you if, if it doesn't like make you really happy, I would say to people don't do it. Because I knew pe- I know people that do, do acting, mm. and you see that you're like, does it really make you happy? Like, does it make your heart sing? Does you know, is it your reason to like get up in the morning? Totally. I don't know. I think if it's not that, don't like don't. It's about the that. Go make lo- loads of money somewhere. <laughs> so um, so you're based over in London, are you now at the moment? Yeah. So I was filming a show for like seven eight months called Bridgerton. I'm so excited. So I was reading Sandra about it. Rhymes first Netflix show. Oh my god! I know. I. I'm so excited and it's crazy because I've been working on it for so long. I got cast last April okay. and I had to keep it totally secret. Mm. And then I found out Julie Andrews was like narrator. Julie Andrews is not. Tell me about the show. I want to know like, everything. Gay screaming like <laughs> entails as soon as we hear like Julie Andrews, right? <laughs> no, like, stop. Did you I mean, get to meet they, her? They said someone like, I didn't know. She does, she does her recordings in LA because she's like our gossip girl, essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when I found out she got cast, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw her picture and I burst into tears. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so like, we got someone iconic, but my brain did not go to that level of iconic. I didn't, I don't know why. I was like, it's Shonda Rhimes. I could have dreamed pretty big, you know, right. but I for some reason couldn't compute it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of like a Regency era gossip girl. It's London high society. And we had um, a historical coach come in and be like, look, this is Jane Austen time, but Jane Austen's like a peasant to you. You people are like the big money ballers of London at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like super lavish. They have like a seven million pound costume budget on this show. Wow. So every costume is completely custom made, hand embellished. Oh my God, like steal them. We, we, need a few, we need a few new Colors. gowns. Come on. <laughs> no, I know. You just got to pop over, just like mop some, stick them in a bag. I'll say I know nothing. Um, yes, yeah, serious wigs. Yeah, it made me like really appreciate like that, that you know, wiggery and all that stuff. Oh, you, you did drag before though, didn't you? So it was full drag almost. Did you? you? Yeah, I feel like, did you not dress up as Alaska or something one year? Oh, I fully did, yeah. yeah. I was actually looking at the pictures the other day. I like had three different wigs on my head. Mm-hmm. and At the same time. Like, <laughs> like, I, I glued the, the nails to them, like, the gloves and stuff with mm-hmm. tape and... Yeah, I really went went all out yeah, for it. Yeah, that, was, that was a home job. You uh, you entered <laughs> a home um, job, love. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you entered a, a contest uh, in in England. I really remember this tweet, and you remember. I think you tweeted at me being like, "Oh, they just pulled up boys, and that was it on stage, or something like that." Do you remember that? I was fuming because they were super rude, and they were like, they wouldn't like have any women, and I was mm-hmm. like. Clearly, like, I have an appreciation of the culture I've spent. Like, also, I still remember, like, £70 at the time on the costume, which was, like, so much money for me at the time. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, like 2,000 euros like, in this era money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was just, I was like, and I was like, there was just some boy in fucking booty shorts. And I was like, oh, yeah, what a fucking great costume. Whatever he put in, I was just. I do recall you saying this would never happen in Ireland, which I mean, you know, I actually. No, it wouldn't. Well, now nothing's happening in Ireland due to Corona. (laughs) No. Are you missing stuff about being at home, though? Yeah, is there anything from home that you you miss out? I miss Supermax. Actually. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, well, you're a Galway girl, right? A Galway uh, yeah, girl. Yeah, you take the girl out of Galway. I miss her, like a curry chip and <laughs> um, curry cheese. Yeah, and my farm and. But like, I love seeing the clips of like the weird waving on Winning Streak. Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that Twitter, is such like, oh. an iconic thing to mention. <laughs> yeah. But also the best thing ever about like me being on TV now is I've said to my mom, "Oh, if you get on Winning Streak, I can't do it." Because oh, my agent yeah. wouldn't let me, so my sister like now hates me. Oh, so, so like she left to go Irish on. Child, 
fear, yeah, that you have to go on winning streak. That's so true, and isn't I'm it? Like, oh, I can't do it now. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They wouldn't let me. Oh my gosh! You could go as your drag alter ego, though. You could oh go my... in your seventy pounds outfit. Yeah, <laughs> my seventy pound outfit. Yeah, my 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 drag name for a long time has been Kylie Gender. Oh, c- um, controversial. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Oh, come here. I think I, I need to ask this uh, on behalf of all the gays because they're all uh, very much obsessed with Dylan, who plays um, James. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they are stunning him to be a, a gay icon of the future um, because he's very handsome, of course. Um, it, it, does he seem to get a lot of attention from um, the gays? Oh, I think she dropped it. Oh, oh. Hello. Hi, sorry we got cut off Hi. there. Coronavirus hacked oh, into the worry. phone lines. <laughs> don't worry at all. <laughs> um, we're just gonna we're just gonna ask a couple more questions and we'll wrap this up. Is that all right? I'm so sorry yeah, about that. Of course, no problem. My God, not at all. Um, so Victoria was just telling me there also that you were um you t- took part in the marriage equality uh the bid for up north. Were you involved in that? Yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, I, I remember when it was like down at home, like in the Republic. My sister and I went. Um. We went door to door campaigning, and like a few people thought that we wanted to get married, and I was like, mm-hmm, "My sister, but okay, thank you." Um, but yeah, I mean, it was such a great experience, and I think like and finally they got us. Amazing... Finally, they huh? got, finally they got it as well. So it's amazing for them up there, up north. Amazing, yeah, and I think like you know, getting cast in Derek and getting cast as a gay character, I kind of like really wanted to lend my voice to the cause if I could. You know, um, it just like felt important to me. I didn't want to kind of like take that beautifully written storyline and just like revel in and go, oh yeah. great! I was like, I right. really need to pay it back. I think, um, yeah. And like, I've always been an ally in general. So yeah. So it's like it's not like yeah. it was a bit of stretchy. Like you genuinely believe in it, so it was epic and double yeah. fab choice. Come here, Nicola. I feel like you're going to be like like. I don't know, our next president anyway in general because <laughs> when the whole uh, Brexit thing was happening, you were popping up all over uh, and I was super impressed. You talked so well for a start. I was, I was like, ooh, like she is really on her information and especially because we were touring all around at that time and I kept mentioning Brexit and honestly, a lot of people still didn't understand it and I was like, okay, good on her. She's on TV, you know, laying it out for people. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're our next maybe Mary Robinson or my vote Nicola <laughs> you get my number one so we're, gonna, we're gonna go for the Oscar first and then we'll see how we feel <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but before all that I need to see you as a judge on Drag Race UK a hundred percent oh my god tell me about it trust me I've been like putting in calls and I was like compiling all my pictures I was like I am qualified I was like I used to go to the Black Cap and Camden on my own like right see Shangela like this was a, like a long long time this is like 2013 I was like I've put in the time you really did <laughs> I, I mean, like, I am ready. Fair. now they are filming at the moment so maybe you're just not telling us and you secretly are a judge on season two but we'll see well i've just been very aggressively trying to be so let's <laughs> see what happens i don't think Ro- rupaul knows who the fuck i am so. i don't think she knows <laughs> who most of the cast are, are either <laughs> don't be offended uh <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I think everyone is stunning your friendship with Jonathan Van Ness. I think they're all a little no! bit obsessed with that. And uh, it's put you in some crazy circles. Like you were at the Elton John party, weren't you? Over, um... Yeah, it was 
jokes. Like, honestly, my so one of my best friends from home, Ruth, she is a stay-at-home mom and she lives over in L.A. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm having a bit of a miserable time there. And I was like, oh, I've got a week free off filming. I'll come see you. I've never been. Right. I, like, didn't realize it was Oscars week. Because someone, I met someone last night. They were like, you flew out and went to the Oscars. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Not the Oscars. It was Elton John's Oscar party. I will give you that. But it's like a screening and they do um, an auction for the AIDS Foundation. But it was like the most ridiculous guest list. Like Sharon Stone, Donatella wow. Versace, Heidi Klum, like... All these people, Christina Ricci was there. And you're trying um, to like keep your cool, were you? Were you trying to be like, I'm all well, cool? Well, I just found it hilarious. I really like said to my friends, I felt like, you know, that old aunt at the wedding who just shows up and she's just thrilled to be there. <laughs> like that, I couldn't explain it any better than that. I was like so happy for the free dinner. And then we were like sat at a table with RJ Mitty from Breaking Bad, Skylar Aston, Ashley Green. And my friend was like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> and I was like, insane. I'm delighted to be here. And like nobody knew what there girls was and... Um, but yeah, all the queer eye boys presented, so I got to meet. I had met Bobby before uh-huh. um, at the Bastards and stuff because I literally was like, I literally would go into a party. I'm like, I'm making friends with this person, so I just followed Bobby Burke around at the Bastards until he like relented and you know let me be friends with him. And, your and then I met Tan and Anthony. But Karam is the only one I've not met. So okay. okay, but I love Jonathan so much. Like, it would become one of my favorite people. But me the nicest tea set for my birthday as well. Stop! It's what a cute idea. Fancy. I, I heard you on his podcast as well, and honestly, it was really, yeah. really great. Really great. He actually is podcast so is brilliant. Do you see how much like Jonathan quizzed me about Irish history? And I was like, I was not fucking prepared for that. I like, I was like, I'm going to get cancelled by historians. They were like, what the fuck is he on about? <laughs> all our dates wrong. I was just like, oh my god, I did not know. I was like, I thought I was just going to talk about acting and stuff. Like, I could talk about that, but. Yeah. He so, just yeah. lied. Like, well, we always do. <laughs> he knew his yeah, stuff, yeah. though. He really did. He was ready for I you. Like, know. absolutely. I don't know. Um, well, all my friends oh, in the States are getting obsessed about Dairy Girls now as well, because I know it's I on um, Netflix over there. In fact, last year when we were touring with Adore, <clears throat> it was on heavy rotation in the dressing room. So, um, there's, no! yeah, there's lots of stands over there for Dairy Girls. But, Kamir, we're excited for season three. Is it coming soon? When is it out? What's the story? Have you even we filmed are it? filming... We are filming this summer. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can vaguely say that. Channel 4, like, slap us on the wrist all of the time. Being like, <laughs> you're not allowed to say this. You can't talk about that. But I think that I can vaguely say, yes, it is happening. Um, I'm so excited to go back as well. Because we finished filming the last series in November 2019. Right, so, so it's it been so long. Like, we didn't, yeah, or, no, November 2018. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That would make it not that long ago. Yeah, so it was a really, really long time. So I can't wait to go back and Absolutely. see them and all again. I think uh, a little return to the Great British Bake Off at some point to um, really... Oh, Christ alive. No. <laughs> to show them what you're actually I... made of. This stra- like It's so funny because like, I... So Channel 4 have a lot of like parties with the people that are on all the Channel 4 shows. But every time I meet someone at Bake Off, I'm like, that's the soundest person I ever met. That's like, they're the nicest. So like, I'm good friends with Stephen... Uh, Carter Bailey, who was on it, and he made my he remade my cabaret cake. Oh, stop! Um, but you know, like I'm actually disgusted with the editing because let me tell you, I made the best Liza Minnelli pun, mm-hmm. and they did not include <laughs> it, which I feel like you know they obviously don't care about gay rights, so they didn't want to include that. But literally, they came over and they were like, "Do you think this is going to be better than your technical?" And I was like, "Well, maybe this time I'll be lucky." <laughs> Come here. you don't get the ref you need to go and watch cabaret of right course now. we got the ref oh my god of course <laughs> okay, but we're good. also going to edit that out of this podcast to too educate 
Um, and literally, like, in my flat here in London, I have, like, a big cabaret poster on the wall. And my friend was like, why are you an 85-year-old gay man? <laughs> just, like, fancy teapots and Liza Minnelli. And I'm like, this is well, my life is, okay. life is a cabaret. Life is a cabaret. Yeah. Come here, Nicola. Thanks a mil for hopping on the phone and chatting to us. We're so excited for season My three. Pleasure. Can't wait to see uh, Bridgerton as well. Bring it all on. And I wish you so much success because you're such an absolute sweetheart. Thank you so much. And if oh, you go for president, you you're going to get my you. vote for sure. Thank you. Manana Heron. Let's yeah, do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely chat, Nicola. You too. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.